Welcome to the Life on Repeat podcast with me, Laura Valancourt, licensed mental health counselor, geriatric mental health specialist, and dementia coach. I'm so happy that you found us. Hi, everybody. I am so excited to bring on this guest today. This is a gentleman that I am meeting for the first time, but I kind of feel like I have known (laughs) for a long time just based on his presence over the internet waves, I guess I could say, him and his mother. So I have Larry Greiner on with us today. And Larry, I'm going to let you tell a little bit about yourself. And I will say, the reason that I got connected with Larry is because I am such a huge fan of his mother's. And Larry, I, ha- I, I say this kind of with a chuckle, but I'm curious, do you ever feel like you're, you're taking the backseat to your mom's fame here? <laughs> Wait, well, I want to be backseat. I'm emphasizing her personality and, and funness with everybody. And, you know, again, this is to give her the opportunity of enjoying life. You know, I get a lot out of it and evidently a whole lot of other people get a lot out of it also just from viewing her videos. Occasionally I'll jump in and I'm being roasted constantly that I should jump in. I've jumped in and done some songs with her and some hand jive and all those kind of things with her to have some fun. But I let her run with it, you know, because again, when I'm behind, yeah, when I'm behind the camera, I can't tell you how many times I'm either busting out laughing or crying my eyes out. So One or the uh, other. So, so, so she is always the star. I can't even say I'm a co-star, but I'll take it if I have to. Well, I, I have heard you sing, I have to say, <laughs> even, even even in the background. And I can see where uh, you get your talents from. But maybe you could start out by just telling our audience a little bit about your mom and who she is and who you are and how you have found this I don't know if you would call it a calling or what you would refer to it as, but your mom has certainly made an impact on, on so many in the world. Definitely. Well, well, mom, uh, well, she'd be 91 this coming November 1st. And we're our goal. My brother and I, our goal is to keep her in her home for as long as possible. She's been diagnosed for more than 12 plus years with Alzheimer's. And we actually came about it by mistake where she had hurt herself in her home. She was living independently and she broke her ankle and that required surgery and then rehab. And then at that juncture is when the doctors really emphasized that her, her Alzheimer's was a big concern. So we, also, we needed uh, 24-hour care, in essence, assisted living. So we brought her back home. My brother did uh, all of the care, basically, for about four to five years on his own without complaining was lucky enough to do we do have a a daytime caregiver that comes in for 12 hours that gives us the or gave him the opportunity to go to work but somebody has to be here at nighttime and until the caregiver comes back and uh, after about a certain amount of years where it completely in essence broke my brother because it takes away a whole lot from you it takes basically your life away because he had had children at home you know wife house and his own business so you know, those necessities or priorities are always remained, but he had to be here back in the house again at 1231 or 7.30 when our caregiver took off. Eventually, when it did break him, he communicated to my brother and my other sister and myself that he needed help. 
you know. And so I was living in California at the time, recognizing that I didn't see all those issues. I was only was the only one that was flexible to come home and take care of mom for a certain amount of time. So in 2013, I came home for three and a half months, took leave of absence from home. And it was at that juncture that I recognized everything that was going on. I learned about the disease. I learned about the family dynamics. I learned about what it does to the caregiver, all the logistics and all that. Mom was a little bit more physically independent, but you could definitely see that the Alzheimer's was progressing. That three months was a blessing for my brother. He had a break he had never had. It opened up my eyes, but it also was easier for me because I saw myself going back to California in three and a half months. I expected to do it the next year again if I could, but my company did a reorg, which was actually a blessing because I resigned my position and came home for an entire year and spent that time with my mom and let my brother, again, go back to his life as much as he could. That year broke me. And to the extent that uh, I was in the low of lows, you know, I won't go into everything that I started thinking about, but I necessarily, I really had to get away. So I went back to California and my brother took over again. Um, I was back in California for about a year and a half, just trying to figure out, okay, what can I do to, to make a difference in my mom's life, my brother's life, even from a distance. Came home about another a year after that. And it was that at that juncture that my mom did not remember me. That's what opened up my eyes to say, I can't just make this a part-time gig. Yes. And uh, I resigned my position again with the company I was with and said I was just going to come home and just see how that's going to, to take my life. Um, people say, oh, you gave up your life. I said, no, I basically just took another path. And yes. this is the path that I'm on at this point in time. Yes. So the goal is, again, to keep her here as long as possible. The biggest priority is keeping her as physically independent, walking as much on her own, because it's an older house. It's not wheelchair friendly, and there would be very difficult transferring back and forth with the caregivers. So that is a priority, keeping her active as much as possible. And along with that activity comes the mental stimulation with us getting out and about, you know, seeing other people out, you know, wherever we can go. Um, it's been a challenge the past year and a half because of COVID, of course. But we have found a way. Of, uh, we have a park that's uh, close to us that we can go to where a majority of our videos are, are done. And it gives us our distance, but it also gives us a, a built-in audience. And people know her in the park now. Nobody has uh, figured they could wake up one morning and see a little old lady with a little headband of a snowball on top of her head, you know, jiving to some music that she enjoys. So, um, but she enjoys it. She enjoys it. I'm telling mm -hmm. you, it, it's, my, my goal, as I say to people, I give her a lot of moments, even though minutes later she won't remember it once we leave the park. Those moments are just precious, precious for me, precious for her and precious for all those individuals that she interacts with. So that's just how we're living our life right now. We know it's, it's Groundhog's Day every day mm -hmm. and we just try to run with what we get. You know, hopefully the weather's good enough to get her out so we can go to the park. Um, and occasionally to a local nursery, just because she always loves flowers. But we, we do what we can to keep her entertained. So how long has it been since you've been out there this time? I've been here since January of 2018. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's coming up on four years now. Wow. I wonder if you can describe to our audience 
what a typical video would look like. I, I wish <laughs> I could show everyone and, and we will definitely, I will leave some um, links and, and we'll make sure that folks can figure out where to, where to find her, where to be able to watch her. But yeah, describe, describe a typical video that you might record with her. Well, I'll start with how I started. And mom has always been involved with music. She sang with the Baltimore Symphony Chorus here for over 25 years. So she's been highlighted in the local newspaper. And she had another article is going to be coming out soon again, which they're going to highlight as sort of a feel-good story with a woman who sang for all her life. Now she has Alzheimer's, but music still carries her. So I've been lucky to have that tool or that, that avenue to reach my mom. And I started with classical and opera for which she's always loved. I can only listen to so much classical and opera <laughs> at times. Sorry. So, so I moved to some Kenny G and just some musical tunes that she can enjoy. And she picked it up so quickly. I'm telling you, it was unbelievable to see her hear a song about three or four times and she knew the tune. It didn't have to have lyrics, but she could knew, know the tune. If we're driving in the car, she'd start playing piano on the dashboard and sometimes she'd bob her head. So I, so I recognize that she's getting that entertainment. I think the bigger thing that popped into my head also, and I don't just think about mom, but a lot of different memory care patients is that they just don't have that opportunity to hear these things or view these things. So unless you put that in front of them and give that to them to enjoy, they might not always get the same reaction, but it's something that stimulates something in their brain. I mean, I'm told that now countless times by a lot of professionals that that is one of the last things that you lose, you know, in, in your head. So I was lucky enough to play those songs and she just went off. I, what you see on video these days is not something we experienced growing up. This is completely okay. new. <laughs> this is a different mom. <laughs> this is a, this is a different mom. And I kind of wish I had it back then also. <laughs> But, you know, growing up in a household of three boys and one girl, we all went in our own directions. And mom had her own activities and hobbies also, which was the singing. And so, great. She supported us. And now I'm supporting her with giving back to her what she's always loved. But when you turn it on, I think there's a there's a good handful of songs that I know I'm going to get a specific reaction on. And that's what we'll do for large crowds. And then others are just oldies that I'm always looking for her to sort of okay, I've heard that, I've heard that. She can hear the intro of the music and then all of a sudden she breaks out into what I call the Norma. <laughs> the Norma, I love it. The Norma. And it's amazing too where I don't have to feed her lyrics to a lot of the older songs. They just come back to her. I'm constantly asking people in the park, give me a request, give me a request. And I think 50-50, some are, I've never heard that song before. Mom might not have heard it also, but she reacts to it still. She might not sing it, but she just does her thing. It's extra special when she does know the words and then she breaks out into song in her alto voice. And and people are just in tears. People yeah. are in tears. Quick story. We were there at the park one day and a, a wedding party had showed up to take pictures right along the lake where we sit. And I told the bride and groom and wedding party. I want to give you something for your wedding day. So we brought him up to the picnic table where mom was singing. <laughs> it might have been not apropos for the headpiece she had on. She had a rabbit head on that had floppy ears that you can make go up and down. But mom just took to the beautiful couple in front of us and she sang At Last by Etta James for them. So you can find that on my Facebook page. So very special moment. 
but those are just the interactions that we have. They're not pre-planned. Everyone is just out of the blue. I never know what I'm going to get. You know, mom's attitude sometimes changes here and there. And of course, her condition is progressing here and there. She's a little bit slower, but the music brings it out in her. And I'm, I'm blessed to have that. And I'm also blessed to be able to share that with so many people who have also tried it. that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just watching. And I, again, our listeners will have an opportunity, hopefully, to go on and watch her too. But she comes to life, truly. And her the expressions in her face, I don't know anybody that could sit there and watch her without feeling it with her. <laughs> now it's this... She is so in the moment. She's she's a beautiful woman, first of all. I'll describe for many of you that, that may not be familiar with Miss Norma or Queen Norma. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she has the most beautiful skin. I she doesn't look like she has a wrinkle on her face. And she has so much expression in her face, in her eyes. And when you turn that music on or you know, give her a smile from across the camera, she just she lights up. She's a ham. I kind yeah. of she's a she's a ham for the audience, you know. And again, as you had said, you never know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to get. And and again, when she has somebody that she doesn't know and she knows she's performing, she turns it up a notch. So, it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, it's been a blessing because of all the people that have seen her online through all the caregiver websites and on and to my friends on Facebook. They've sent her videos to Ellen DeGeneres, Tamarin Hall, Kelly Clarkson, CNN, Kenny G, and, and it goes on and on. And it's nice to have made not just an impact on so many, but they get the same emotions that I get when I see mom. I mean, they all just love her. And it's and it's it's special for me because, again, it's my therapy knowing that we're helping others. So, yeah. You know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is you, obviously there's this theme of the power of music. And, and you kind of touched on that a little bit about her history with music, her, her relationship with music. She sang and she loved, sounds like classical music. And I has, did she bring music into your life as kids, you and your siblings? Or what, what did that look like? Of course, she introduced us to her music. You know, she used to take us to the opera and to some symphony halls and everything. I ba- I basically fell asleep during all of them. But, <laughs> you know, and our music was basically, of course, turn that down. It sounds bad, you know, rock and roll way back when. <laughs> um, but she introduced us to different genres. Didn't have to necessarily like them, but you knew they were there. And And that was the best part, especially as I look back on life, that she gave us an opportunity to appreciate what was out there, you know, and not just miss it and then come upon it, you know? So yeah, I have a, I have a deep appreciation for everything I hear now that of course I know all the classical songs that I have on her iPod. And those are the ones I know she knows. I mean, to the T every single note, every high, low, and you can see it in her face and her body reactions, her hand reactions and everything. It makes me appreciate that music more and more also because it is emotional. It is emotional. So. And I'm wondering, you I, this might be kind of stating the obvious, but I, I wonder if you have been really intentional about noticing if she's having a down day or if you're having a down day or intentionally playing certain music to lift either of you up. And Definitely. definitely. I mean, again, you know, every day is a journey. Every day you learn something, you know, the longer you're in, you kind of know things which you can do to entertain them 
to get them to do those things that you need. Mom's focus and confusion way back when I started this, back in 2013, 2014, was still easy to get to. You could play some music or she would love a commercial on the TV. But when I took her out, it was just basically walking without the music and she would break into a song here and there. It can come from any place. So that's when I started bringing along music, the things that I knew that she would like, just able to download it from iTunes and you had it accessible. And again, these are things that, you know, if anybody's interested out there that I can help them try to show how they can deliver this to their loved one also. And it's easy enough to do. You just got to know that you have to be persistent with it. You know, you don't have to inundate them with hundreds of songs. 50 songs is enough. Put them on shuffle. They repeat and they start to pick it up. You know, again, you don't have to know the lyrics, but if you can tap your toes, you know, clap your hands, hum, that's where it all starts. And that's what that's what I did with mom. And it, like I said, it just grew. I can put on a rap show, a, a rap song by Snoop Dogg now, and she doesn't know the words, but she can get funky with it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And, and so, so, and that's how it's grown. And of course, you know, her moods are going to be different on a daily basis, sometimes an hourly basis. But I know that if I was to put on one of those songs next to her, her focus changes. Even if I say, what are you thinking about? She'll say nothing. I really want to get an answer. I put on some music and she starts humming and then she starts singing it if she knows it. And for whatever reason, again, this is my tool, my way of getting mom to enjoy her day, her moments and everything. We used to have a therapist that came in um, after she had a, a fall not too long ago. And she was doing some occupational therapy, raising your arms, you know, lifting your leg and everything. And mom is constantly, she says, in pain. I know it's arthritis and things of that matter. I put on music during that therapy session. Mom used to raise her hand only halfway. Now I'll say, mom, reach for the moon and she can raise it all the way up. Wow. And, and it's the music. And so, and again, those are on my Facebook page just to see the difference before what? and after. I love that example. And I have to share too, one of my favorite things is when uh, Norma sings for her chocolate. (laughs) I can see bringing music into all the (laughs) That's a story in itself. I played with it going to the park one day. I had a Hershey's kiss and I was about to hand it to her. And I just jokingly said, mom, sing for your chocolate. She didn't hesitate. She broke out in the song. (laughs) She's probably sang for her chocolate more than a hundred times. And every single song is different. And, and and then the best beauty about that is that so many people have seen her. She has gotten more than 30 plus shipments of chocolate from around the world. <laughs> and so, you know, everybody's feeding me because I can't feed all that chocolate. Mom. <laughs> You're <laughs> helping. <laughs> and again, those how she's uh, impacted so many people. And not just with the chocolate song or banana song. Don't put bananas in the refrigerator, people. I go into the, the grocery store and I see bananas. And the first thing I think about is Ms. Norma, that she wears these headpieces. I bought her a pair of rabbit ears two, two Easter's ago. And we put them on her head. We went to the park. And she doesn't even remember they're even on. But she's started doing the Norma thing on the, on the boardwalk. And everybody loves her left and right. And then the people that saw her online after about a month and a half said, Hey, I want to send your mom one of the headpieces I saw. But she's got more than 110 now. Wow. From about 
from about eight or nine different countries, Australia, Thailand, Ukraine, South Africa, Wales, New Zealand, Canada, Mexico. And, and it just goes, we're getting two more this week. Mm-hmm. So she's themed. She has them for Christmas, Thanksgiving, two turkey heads for, for, for Thanksgiving. You know, it, it, I can't be any happier than to know that she's making other people happier. Yeah. So even if it's a, a headpiece with orange dredge that light up, <laughs> that's, <laughs> what they, that's what they said. <laughs> so it gives us a break in the day where you're not as frustrated or impatient or sad and all that kind of stuff. And, and she gets into it too, you know, yeah. so that's the best part about it. It might be short lived for her, but we have the video to share here and there, and then she can enjoy it a second or third time too. So that's, it helps me get through. Helps helps get, me get through. This is, and that kind of segues. I, I really, really wanted to talk to you a little bit today because this, this is a podcast for caregivers, for dementia caregivers. So, you know, these are your people. These are our people. And I'm, I'm always curious to share what helps keep you going. I mean, really, you're a caregiver. You're caring for your mother. Dementia is not, not fun. It's not pretty. You're, you're watching your loved one decline before your eyes. And I mean, you would, you talked about uh, your brother caring for her and then you've been doing it for so long too. And what really, what keeps you going? Like what, what do you do for your own support? What have you found and learned over the years that might be helpful for, for others as well? My biggest support is, is definitely my family. You know, I have a, I have two younger, or two brothers here in Baltimore and a sister that's about two hours away in Pennsylvania. My sister comes down every month and a half, gives me a sustained break if I can get away. My younger brother will sort of come over, babysit for a night or a couple hours just for me to get out. My other brother, Howard, uh, the one that I relieved, excuse me if I get emotional over this, but a lot of ways I do this for him because he had done it unselfishly for four years or so. And the fact that he had given so much, I needed to definitely just basically be here for him. And I'm here for the duration, you know, and if I need breaks, which they constantly say, yeah, go on. You know, well, I got you covered. I'm lucky. I'm so lucky. It's, with so many people that I talk to around the world, literally, who are sending me messages, they don't have siblings. They are, they have siblings that don't care. You know, it, it's the whole story, you know, that we all go through. so much. Yeah, that, that there isn't anyone else and it and it falls on one person. Right. But as, but as a caregiver, also, you recognize regardless of whether or not you have a day off, a week off, you never leave the situation. You never leave what's really happening with your loved one. And... So, you know, I take it with me, but I also share it. I mean, I've, I've met hundreds of people just in traveling. You know, you say, I'm going back to California. I've been home taking care of my mother. And boom, you found somebody else has done the same or doing the same. Mm-hmm. So there's a connection there that I say, when you meet a caregiver, you already know 50% of their being. Yeah. And talking with others definitely does help. It's an ear. I've wound up being a ear for a lot of people. I bet. And it's also taught me a lot about the disease. It scares me to know that my mother could be going through what their loved one's going through. And it's unknown. This disease affects everybody differently at different times. But you can have an effect somewhat 
you know, by keeping them active, keeping them mentally stimulated. Mike would like to say keeping your patients, but that's that's easier said than done. Easier said than done, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, what have been the biggest challenges for you? you I think my, right now, after three and a half years, because this is my job, I don't work. I think the biggest challenge is just knowing what's going to happen beyond. Yeah. You know, of course, I want my mother to be here as long as possible. She's got longevity in her life and her family, and we have it in, in our family totally. So that's a good thing. But at what expense, too? You know, I don't know how it's going to go. I've seen noticeable changes over the past number of months. Who knows? Who knows? I, I call it a self-imposed rabbit hole. I'm, I'm here for whatever, wherever it takes me. Yeah, you know, you're making me think of, I'm getting kind of philosophical here, but I'm thinking about, you know, how dementia, the one thing that dementia does for us, if nothing else, is shows us how to live in the moment, right? How to be present in the moment. And I'm thinking about what you just said about your situation, how, you know, you're, you're yes, you're caring for your mother and your life has essentially been on hold. And as far as what your future looks like is, so there is a big unknown. So I'm just drawing that sort of parallel there of you have really, you really are living in the moment <laughs> as far as yeah. surrendering to not knowing what the future is going to hold. Like you said, you have no idea how long she will live. You have no idea what your future will look like when she's gone, or, or maybe you do, but still that you can't live in that place necessarily. And so, yeah. For me personally, I think that a lot of what I have to look forward to afterwards is still support, not just for family. I'm lucky to have a lot of friends, a lot of friends that check in on me. Friends back out in California, is sort of an open door policy. You got a bedroom, come out till you get your head together and all that kind of stuff. That gives you a little bit of serenity in your head. You know, it doesn't make it any easier. But the fact remains is still the unknown is scary. Yeah. But in the meantime, I can't dwell on that. People say, well, when is it going to be? I don't know. I don't know when. Mm -hmm. I just know where I'm at right now, what I have to do. And uh, I try to do the best I can while I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Another question that I had for you is, what do you wish that other caregivers knew? Like if, if you could. If you could just send a message out across the waves, the airwaves, what would you say to other other folks that are caring for their parents or their spouses or loved ones? I think never give up on yourself. It's tough. There's no job like this in the world. We wouldn't want to wish it on our worst enemy. And that's for the disease also. I think for a lot of it, in a lot of ways, and I try to do bring to the forefront for those that don't know what caregiving is all about, is just the awareness that the people that are around them that are giving care need just as much care. Because if the caregiver can't get support, help, or whatever, the loved one is going to suffer also in some capacity. So just the, if you can elicit help in any way, find just a little bit for your own benefit. And then things, it's not going to always get better because you're still witnessing your loved one digress in certain ways. But try to find that one thing or a little bit of time for yourself. Also, and again, because I've been asked this question uh, recently too, 
Mm-hmm. Try to find that little pathway that your loved one was a part of, whether or not it's music, mm-hmm. whether or not it's an activity, you know, that they, if they have the capabilities of knitting or even just a walk, keep it up. Don't stop. Activity of the mind, activity of the body really makes a difference in their life. And it'll make a difference in your life as a caregiver, knowing that they're enjoying as much as they can of the day or the hour or whatever moment that you're spending the time with them. And it does make a difference. If you can smile when they're smiling, your life's just a little bit easier. If you're constantly frowning and they're frowning, definitely it makes it difficult. So some people just don't know how to reach in and find that one thing. I do recommend if you can, music might not always work with everybody, but it's amazing how it, it can play Christmas music. Everybody knew Christmas music, the original stuff. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, in December, it can be in June and, and but it's something that they can relate to and, and focus on versus just staring out a window blindly. Yeah. You know, you, you want to reach inside to bring a little bit of them out and then expand on what you find is a success with them. There's a connection there. There's a, I see a connection with you and her. I know you're on the other end of the camera, you know, in these videos, but I see, I see her mirroring you with your movement sometimes, or you singing along with her. There's more than just her experiencing music. It's, it's her moving with the music. It's her being moved by the music. It's her connecting with other people through the music. I find whatever I can. If it's chocolate, mom, sing a song for chocolate. You get some <laughs> chocolate right away. I know she likes chocolate. Music. I never sang in front of my mother like this. I never, I didn't sing growing up. You know, I'm just glad she's not throwing silverware at me sometimes. <laughs> but I enjoy it because it elicits that emotion in her that she can either just, I say, close your eyes and just listen to the background music and do your thing. If she can sing along or she starts to sing, because again, I can play a song. I didn't know that she remembered and she starts in. So I said, okay, let me give you the words and let's enjoy it together. So, and it doesn't matter how many times you do that same song over and over and over again, not back to back, but just frequently, but you found that one thing that you know, that you can elicit that emotion in her, bring out that focus or change that focus that you desperately need to do or want to do on a daily basis. Use it as your tool because it's really going to help you when you need it most. What is your favorite video? Oh, oh I got over 2,000. <laughs> you know, that's a trick question, huh? <laughs> I, I think the one that's had the most impact is when I was taking her for a walk and we were just out in our driveway heading down. And I don't queue up most of the songs, I just shuffle and let them play. And somewhere over the rainbow, by Kenny G came on and she just started singing it. And I just happened to have the camera on and it captured her singing it to me, looking up in the sky. I mean, it's, it was kind of dramatic. I lost it at the end completely. And unfortunately that's on the camera also, but that one I think has to be one of my most favorites because it hit me, not just with enjoying hearing her sing, it was relating to where I was at again with her. You know, she doesn't remember all the words of that. She throws, them, but who cares? You know, it, it just got me deep down inside and, and caught me. You know, I, I have those moments. So, but 
you know, what can I say? It was, it was just a special moment that evidently a whole lot of other people like too. say like 40,000 views or something. <laughs> so, um, but there's a whole lot of, I mean, yeah. others that I'm dying laughing from, you know, I got a pain in my side from laughing. One other quick one. We were sitting around the kitchen table one day and I happened to pull up Ave Maria by Josh Groban. And it came on, she didn't recognize the new intro, but when the words started, she started singing it. And I thought it was an Italian she was singing. It was actually Latin. And it was in her alto. And she knew so, it. <laughs> and, and she knew it because she had sang it constantly, I'm sure, with the, the symphony chorus. And so that one, quote unquote, I mean, I'm bawling behind the, the, the video, but that, that sticks in my head quite vividly also so but, yeah. <laughs> i could go on and on and on There's oh i know i i could too i one of my favorite ones i actually went back to try to find it and i couldn't because there's so many mm. <laughs> there's a video of um and i don't even remember if this one had music honestly but you were flexing your pecs <laughs> <laughs> You remember that one? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, there's a couple. Yeah, yeah. I do she, that from time to time. <laughs> she was trying. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny to watch her. She's such a good sport. <laughs> it, it's, you know, again, I, I don't just make it generic. I just sort of make it up. I'm a goofy guy by nature, you know. But then I find out mom's a goofy guy. I mean, a goofy yeah. person also, because she'll come up with some crazy stuff. She'll out meet of the you. Head. Yeah, she'll meet you there. Huh? Yeah. So, so it's been, it's been just an unbelievable journey with her. I have found out more about myself by being with her again, her, her love for people, love for children, love for music, just in general, caring of anybody sits and cross from you. She'll ask you, you know, how you doing? I mean, she'll even break in with me, you know, are you doing okay? Is work going okay? I mean, she doesn't know what's going on, but she cares in general, just about people. She can carry a conversation with anybody. She'd be the life of the party when you walked in. But you just have to be prepared to answer the same question over and over again. <laughs> Was she so, always like that? No. I, I, again, these weren't things that we witnessed. As, as children, we all went off in our own directions. I had different friends than my brothers and, and my sister and everything else. But she encouraged that. We weren't in trouble. We were not in jail or anything. You know, And, and that was great. So mom went off and did her own thing, too. And that's as a single mother. I couldn't have asked for anything more. I was with my buddies. She was with her buddies. So it's now that I'm with her that I see that her traits are instilled in me. They weren't something you sat across a table and gave you a lesson on this is how you should be. She lived her life on how you should be. Yes. And that's where I, that's my biggest lesson right now. So that's an appreciation for that. And I, I've got it. It's, it's more than just giving back to your mother because she needs us at this time. I'm appreciative of what she gave us. So, so, and giving other people right now too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So many other people she has touched. I mean, I, it is so nice to talk to you, Larry, from, you know, you're in Baltimore, I'm in Washington state and our listeners are from all over, all over many other countries. And how can people find you? I would love, I mean, Seriously, I just want our listeners to know if if you want to bring some joy into your life, log on and take a look at Norma because you you can't help but feel touched. You can't help but be impacted. 
you can't help but smile. You can't help but sing. You can't help but tap your foot <laughs> when you're watching her. <laughs> oh, yeah, or have a craving for chocolate. I was just going to say, <laughs> I can't <laughs> eat chocolate now without thinking of her singing for <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> um, where, yeah, well, where can they find you? Facebook, Larry A. Griner. You can, you can find the two of us with a Bernie Sanders meme. Um, and then on that there's a whole lot of links that i have for my youtube channel um we're even on tiktok in a couple places um but i don't maintain them as much i'm just you know it's just a lot of work right now but all my videos that i post go directly on my my facebook account there's a number of websites for caregivers uh, for dementia and alzheimer's i'm on on like eight of them and and I post there too. And I, I thought I wanted to back down, but you know, when I don't post, somebody comes. I haven't seen your posting, you know. So you can follow me on my Facebook page, and you'll see everything. Fantastic, Larry. Thank you so much for coming my on and, and my sharing. Pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have comments or would like to send us a message, you can send it to info at lifeonrepeatpodcast.com. Please also consider following us at Life on Repeat Podcast, either on Instagram or Facebook. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute, nor is it meant to convey professional, legal, psychological, financial, or medical advice. If you can use such services, please seek them out from someone you trust.